Hello and welcome to the Last Word Podcast, W-E-R-D. I am your host, broken, bougie, bad motherfucker named Gino. Today, I want to do uh, something a little different. Uh, I'm still going to talk about some other stuff, but I I really just want to dive neck deep, balls deep into just a full-ass movie review. I saw Nope. Oh my God, dude. Uh, You know what I love about it? is you don't know what the fuck happened. I mean, you know what happened, but you'd, you'd not exactly... Not, actually, you're not 100% sure what happened because there, there's a couple connections that I'm not sure were fleshed out and it's kind of left for you to think about. Now, uh, there will be spoilers. I'm going to say that up top. I'm going to talk about the movie in depth because there's no way to really talk about it without talking about these specific details. I mean, I guess you could. There's, there's enough to say about the movie that you can talk about in a roundabout way and without giving up details, but I think I will probably sink my teeth into some details. So just just be aware of that. This is kind of like if you've seen it and you need someone to talk about the movie with, listen to this episode, man. I, I'm I'm right on board with you. And I'm down to talk I'm down to talk about it again with people on the podcast because it's just I love movies like this, you know? Uh I'm not a big horror fan. I'm not a big horror fan at all. But I love uh, suspense, I guess. I love psychological stuff. I love anything. I love puzzles, you know what I mean? I love to kind of have to figure it out as long as there is something to figure out. I feel like I feel like series like Lost made us lose faith in writers. And so we make sure that a few of our friends saw see a movie so that we don't get led down a wormhole. Uh, and there's kind of like no end to it, you know? It was all just a dream. By the way, I'm going to say as a side note, it was all just a dream was the entire fucking plot of a... Uh, of, uh, oh, was that fucking Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Uh, oh, God, I forgot the fucking name right now. It was like a minute ago now. It really doesn't fucking matter. You know, that fucking dream movie. Inception. Yeah. I couldn't fucking stand I couldn't stand that I fucking sat through that whole ass movie just so that at the very end he can spin the thing and then he doesn't even it keeps on spinning and then you're like okay so we don't even know if any of that happened so why did I just watch a movie about about a bunch of shit that didn't need to make sense because it was all just a dream anyway I'm I'm going way too long about that um nope dude okay uh, before I actually get into the movie, I kind of want to talk about the last podcast. I noticed it got significantly lower ratings. That's why, that's right. I have enough of a listenership that I have, that I can pay attention to analytics. All right. I'm, I'm getting into the high single digits now, buddy. Things are going well. I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Doing well for myself. Getting the high single digits. This had one, one listen. <laughs> Nobody was tantalized by the title useless police nobody was t- nobody wanted to click on that i can understand okay i get it uh one one pitfall of being the last word on a subject is maybe by now it's been fucking talked to to death and i'm just beating this shit out of this fucking dead horse this horse is already fucking dead which by the way the movie nope has a little bit of that i don't want to spoil that part because sh- that it'll it, traumatizes you but uh uh, the last step i mean i I, okay when i talk about something like that a delicate topic like police or politics or whatever which i guess the kind of two are intertwined i don't know if they used to be but they definitely are now um 
I'm really just, I really just notice the conversation always skewing to the theoretical, to the, to the hypothetical, you know, people, what if this and what if that and statistics show, and I just want to give my opinion as based on solely my own personal experience. Okay. And that, that's kind of really my entire, that's my entire goal of that. So that you don't, you're not listening to me worry about people who I never come into contact with. I feel like liberals do that a lot. They, they just like, they like to worry out loud. They're big worriers and same, and you know, just anyone politically involved, conservatives do the same thing. They're always scared. They're always scared. Well, we're not going to wait for it to happen. We're going to do something about it before it happens. Okay. That's all the politics I really want to talk about in this episode and how much I hate people who identify socially with something that controls their fucking behavior. Anyway, uh, but that's why I talked about it. And I apologize if it was a little bit of a bummer even to read the title that just nobody would fucking click on it. I got one play and I think I knew who it was or it might have been me. Who, who the fuck knows? Maybe nobody listened to it. Um, okay. So uh, <laughs> uh, getting on the subject of Nope. Uh, dude, that movie opens at a fucking 10. At a fucking 10. 10 that movie opens the first image they give you it's seared into your brain you're like god ah, what the fuck i cannot get that out of my head you know and it's just this little little snippet of a scene that they'll show you later on in the movie so that that's a little guarantee and uh so right away you're just like all right well that's the mood that's he puts you in that mood and one thing about jordan peele Okay, a couple things that we've gotten to know. Now, I've, I've watched Get Out. I haven't seen Us because it seems like more of a horror movie and I'm, I'm just not a big horror movie fan, uh, like I said. Uh, I do intend to eventually watch Us, maybe during a Halloween or something, during creepy season, you know? I'm a big creepy season fan. I'll, I'll fucking get into some creepy shit during... It's My birthday's in October. I don't know, man. Maybe that's why it's my favorite month. But... Um, yeah, so what I know about Jordan Peele as a filmmaker is uh, he loves to make it enigmatic, right? He was, he did the, he brought back the Twilight Zone on Netflix for a minute. And I don't know exactly why it didn't work. I know why I didn't watch it, and it's what I just said. I'm not a big fan of horror movies. Uh, also, I think he did this other thing. So I'm talking, I want to talk about Jordan Peele because I want to set the stage for what this movie does to you psychologically because he does these things. What he was doing in the, his, in, when he had control over the Twilight Zone on Netflix uh, was he was putting comedic actors in these creepy, eerie, dramatic roles. Now, Rod Sterling used to do that, too, uh, back in the, I don't know, 50s, 60s? I don't know when the original Twilight Zone was on. But I remember being, I was a big fan. Like, my brother was a huge fan. I never liked that kind of stuff, but my brother got me into it. And as a consequence, I got into it. And you, you see that a bunch of uh, modern day uh, plots continue to be based on those old Twilight Zone episodes. Um, but when you see an actor that you're used to being in silly, lighthearted situations, and you see that person under duress, experiencing just a fucking nightmare situation, you see them in it, That does. it's not just like you're watching the situation but you've identified with this character and it kind of brings you it does this meta thing to you 
where you're like, oh, this must be really serious because I'm used to seeing this person smiling, you know? Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when I get angry, I notice people get scared because I'm a very chill person and people feel like it. it's kind of like that similar thing. They're like, oh, Gino's usually chill, dude. What the fuck's happening? Is he losing? People ask me if I'm losing it, but I'm just like, no, sometimes you lose it, dude. Fucking situations take you that way. But, uh, so I noticed that Jordan Peele, he'll take you to these places. He'll kind of wrap a movie around itself. He's, he's a genius. I, I think he's a genius. I think going back to Key and Peele, we would have never seen that this type of stuff was going on in his mind, you know? Uh, just that he's definitely a good writer, but like, you know, these, these vast universes of circumstance and consequence, you know, were going on in his mind. So he usually likes to have a social message. Uh, now it's been argued that this movie doesn't have one. I think it does. And I think it revolves around Hollywood. Now, side note, one thing I love that he does, or that he's done in this movie, and I hate that it's even remarkable, but it is, and that he just takes uh, black characters and doesn't put them in a stereotypical black context. They're just the characters of the movie, and that's that. He's not addressing race. He's, I mean, or maybe he is, you know what I mean? But I, it's not so overt that it's like beating you on the head with it, you know? It's just like sometimes black people aren't doing stereotypically black shit, you know what I mean? Like it's, it shouldn't be a big pill to swallow. But it sucks that it's worth mentioning, but it is. And it's, it, was, it was kind of one of the first things I noticed because he actually puts them in a very white context. They're horse wranglers. I mean, if you're thinking of stereotypes and movie tropes, he puts them in kind of like a Western context, you know? This uh, black family of Hollywood horse wranglers. So what they do is they, they bring horses on set, on a Hollywood set. And that's the, you know, you have an animal handler on set. And, uh, and right in the second scene of the movie, there's just a bunch of debris falling from the sky. And the guy's dad gets, like, a key falls through his fucking head. You know? It's very quiet, morose. Just, uh, it's very matter-of-factly. Which is funny because he does, he executes all these horror tropes throughout the movie where he's just got that creepy music that makes you feel like something's gonna jump out. But then it's just, like, a regular-ass person coming in the room and just to freak you out, you know? <coughs> um... So he's got the horror elements, right? And uh, it's got the societal elements. And uh, it's got... And just in the very, very subtext, social elements, if you even want to identify them as that. Only because we're in the age we are, I do. Okay? Um, but that's the way... That's the way I would choose... That's the way I have written things when I've written them. Unfortunately, I haven't had the platform of these people. But that's, that's how I execute things. I, you know, I'm just like, this guy doesn't need to be white. That's how I write things. I'm like, we're not going to make a big deal out of it, but this guy doesn't need to be white because I'm not white and I live a very white existence, you could argue. And so it makes sense that I would just make sure that like my protagonist character is just, you don't know what he is, but he's not white. And that's kind of how I live my life. Right. 
And so that's probably that's probably just pretty much what he's thinking. He's like, yeah, this this character is black because I'm black, and I'm basing the character on me. So that would make sense, right? And we're not going to make a big deal out of it, but that's just what it is. And so uh, right away you see elements of okay. So after uh, I hope I'm not harping on this too much. I hope I'm not making it too uh, trailing off. But I guess I'm doing that right now as I even apologize for that. So after the scene, the first scene hits you, uh, fucking sears itself into your brain. Um, uh, there's a biblical verse and it says, I will cast filth upon you and make a spectacle of you. So the movie has a lot to do with Hollywood. It has a lot to do with cameras. It has a lot to do with getting the shot. And there's even the phrase, the impossible shot. How do you get the impossible shot? And Spoiler alert! Right up ahead. I'm. I'm gonna. This is a huge, gigantic spoiler. You can't put it back in the bag. So if you haven't seen the movie, just like maybe, maybe wait until you listen to this part of the podcast till after you've watched the movie. Okay. So the UFO is alive. It's a monster. The UFO is a monster. So it's a UFO monster, and I have to address that. Because there's this thing about Hollywood animals and uh, they don't like to feel that they're, they're socially aware. They're just socially aware enough that they don't like to be made a spectacle of, you know. And uh, this monster in the sky kind of understands that now it's being filmed or captured or made a spectacle of, right? And so these things are kind of connected. I didn't make a full connection because there was a scene that I kind of missed when I went to the bathroom. And I feel like it might have been a connecting scene. And that is when a monkey goes loose and fucking slaughters everybody on set. And it's horrible and graphic. And it's just, and he, he leaves you there. Like he really like, he just makes you confront these gory images like he leaves them up there for like a minute even when the grand the grandpa or the father whatever dies when the old man dies uh like he makes you stare at his face for like god it feels like 10 seconds that's a long time to stare at a dead face that's got a hole in it you know um hold on i'm gonna take a little drink out of my water so very powerful imagery lots of horror tropes and then so there's this animal connection. And then there's this kind of uh, idea that you're being punished for putting a camera on anything because it makes a spectacle of the natural and it causes it to behave outside of its nature. You're causing things to behave with respect to the camera and not with respect to their nature. One second. Now, the mouth hole of the UFO, the UFO, they make it make sense because it moves around kind of like a stingray. So it's like a giant stingray. And instead of like teleporting things up or abducting people, like it's actually just like sucking food up into its mouth hole. And then it shits all the stuff out that it can't use. And he really utilizes that too. The, the whole shitting out debris or maybe excess like blood and shit like that, you know? And when the thing finally unfurls at the end of the movie, its mouth hole looks like uh, 
excuse me, it looks like a camera. It's square. And if you know anything about biology, things don't really operate in squares. They operate in kind of roundish, you know. Uh, na- nature is very round-oriented. You're not going to find a lot of hard angles in nature. And so there's when it finally opens up its mouth hole and unfurls its entire being to kind of look like a floating jellyfish sort of thing, its mouth hole really looks like the square hole of a camera. And actually, at the start of the movie, you see the square aperture, you know? And you kind of don't know what it is. And it's only about halfway through the movie that you realize this thing is alive and ingesting people. And you can hear all the people screaming in the sky. But the people on the ground don't know what the sound is. You just kind of hear these loud shrieks, you know. Very graphic. Very gruesome. But it also fucks with your head. It also fucks with your head. And and he really, like, leaves these messages like, uh... The the beast won't... Can't consume you if it doesn't... if it doesn't see your eyes, you know? And so there's a lot of scenes with, like, the people staring at the ground and the thing hovering above them, and they have to just, like, pretend it's not there because it'll eat them if it sees their eyes. It's really crazy. The way, like, a snake senses movement, you know, things like that. Really, really crazy. And, uh... So I didn't really... There's a hint... There's a hint in the movie. Or there are hints... Not subtle, but there are hints in the movie that this monster somehow controls animal animal behavior on the ground. And it also interferes with uh, electronic stuff, right? So this is like, I'm really unfurling the movie. So like, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm basically ruining it for you. But there's also really no ruining the movie because it's an experience. Like the whole thing is an experience. It kind of happens to you a little bit, you know? I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. I saw it like two days ago. And I, I think I might watch it again because I missed that one monkey scene. And I feel like that might tie things together. But uh, I'm, I'm not sure. But it seems like this thing sort of controls animal behavior. And you sort of like think that maybe that might be true. But there's this one scene where they're like, they, they set up cameras because they're really just trying to capture the thing on camera. So that's kind of, it's, there's a lot of cameras in the movie. There's a lot of, like I said, trying to get the impossible shot. So when they figure out that there's a UFO around, they're trying to capture it. They really want the money, but they also just kind of want to prove that it's real. And uh, whenever it comes around, all their electronics shut off. But it's not just like, it's like the cell phones too. Even if it's not plugged into something, it's not messing with a sole power source. It's like electricity can't operate while this thing is around. Um, And uh, for me, myself, my science brain tells me because uh, I spent a little time in the sciences, uh, it makes perfect sense if you take into context that this thing manipulates gravity, and so it probably disrupts uh, kind of these uh, molecular relationships that cause that also cause electricity to function. You know. Um. So, where was I? Okay, it's 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 a tough movie. So I'm almost done. I'm almost done because I don't want to spend too too much longer on this. Uh. So there's the animal relationships, right? There's the spectacle. And then there's like, there's a lot of like these people risk their lives and actually sacrifice their lives just to get this shot. And part of getting this shot is like kind of this concept of immortality. Don't you want to be known? Don't you want everyone to have seen you? You know, there's a guy from TMZ and they make him faceless, right? They kind of make him faceless. And they make him like, 
almost robotic, you know? And, uh, and like, they're trying to save his life, and he's like, no, I'm going to get this shot. You know, that's one time that that happens. Or, like, they hire a guy, and he, fi- he gets a camera that's, like, a crank camera, so it's non-electrically operated. And when he finally gets the shot, like, close to the end of the movie, and even he is like, uh, no, I'm going to get the impossible shot. And he decides to get eaten by the fucking monster, sacrifices himself to the fucking monster, just so he can get the shot from inside its gullet. It's insane. And it's kind of understood that maybe later on that camera is going to be spat out because that's kind of what happens is like it spits out the debris that was like in people's pockets and shit like that. So that's that's the social message that I see in the movie is kind of this whole thing of like we've made a spectacle of ourselves, you know, and uh, there's there's a comeuppance for it. Uh, It doesn't mention TikTok, but like TikTok is definitely the ultimate nth of that culture where this thing isn't satisfied unless you make content every single day and uh you either make a spectacle of yourself or it gets very personal like for me like i'm trying to make content and i realize that okay i'm still figuring out what my brand would be you know what i mean like i'm kind of getting it i'm not a spectacle guy you know what i mean like, I've been picked up for a game show before, and they said something about, you don't have to punch the screen all the time, because it was a Zoom interview. You don't have to punch the screen all the time, but it's cool if you do. I'm like, I wasn't going to punch the screen at all, and I didn't, because comics were usually, you know, we're just kind of very, we're observers, you know? We're not, we don't participate as much in the comedy. We observe the comedy, you know? We don't make the comedy. We sort of digest this thing, and And uh, so, like, for me, trying to make content, I understand its necessity, you know, with trying to be visible. I've talked about trying to be visible. And uh, so I realized, okay, well, I'm going to have to design this content out of my artistic eye because that's actually what I like to do. And so I kind of realized that with the music aspect of TikTok and even Instagram, I can really just kind of like make mundane videos and as long as there's music to it I can make the video dance sort of you know and that's the only way I can keep it from being too personal if it's too personal then it includes the people around me and I don't know if they want to be in on it you know and there's kind of yeah I I think that's what the I think that's what the major overlying theme of the movie is but with the animals, it's really like, that's what I don't get. This animal connection, I guess. That's, I'm just, uh, I like so almost get it, but I'm really just not 100% getting it. And I feel like maybe this one scene might connect it for me or not, man. Who knows? Who knows what Jordan Peele was thinking? I would love to see some interviews and uh, I would love to interview him myself and pick his brain, you know, just have a conversation. Dude, I think I would... I think I would have so much fun interviewing artists. You know what I mean? That that's I think that's my shit. You know, that Larry King shit. Um, just like I love cinema, man. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't have uh, spent this entire time talking about Nope. It's a great movie. I recommend you watch it. Uh, it there's there's like light comedic elements in it. You know, just because uh, it's Jordan Peele and he's got that background and is but like it's really a sci-fi suspense horror 
it's like a UFO horror movie. It's kind of like that. I guess that's how I would round it out. That's how I would categorize it if you wanted to categorize it. But it's really its own thing. It's really cool. It's really traumatic. And uh, I think it further establishes Jordan Peele as just this like genius filmmaker, dude. And I almost want to call him another Tarantino, but he's not. I mean, they both love gore, I guess, is a thing. I don't know that Peel loves gore as much as Tarantino, but he definitely loves to traumatize you with imagery, and I think that's just indicative of a good filmmaker, one way or the other. I, I call it, when I'm doing my thing, traumatizing people with a good time, you know? And so it, it can be traumatic in either regards. I think a good filmmaker is going to etch an image into your mind one way or the other you know there's going to be something that you walk away from that kind of keeps on replaying in your head and i think that's the mark of a good filmmaker and he has it he's excellent he's obviously the entire time he was uh you know on key and peel he was just like kind of learning this trade figuring out how he's going to employ it the way he dreams about it it's amazing um okay that's that's really all i'm going to say Watch the movie. It's a great movie. Talk to me about the movie. If you want to be on the podcast and talk about the movie after you've seen it, shit, I'll watch it a second time with you. Um, that's an open invite. So uh, it's uh, that, that's going to be the end of the podcast for me today. That's really all I wanted to talk about. I didn't want to get too heavy into real life stuff. I really just wanted to talk about art, man. It's one of my favorite things. I was Before I was doing the podcast, I was fucking listening to people talk about comedy. I just love talking shop, man talking shop it's fun uh i hope to be a filmmaker someday hopefully sooner than later man i I really have some i really have some creative visions and i I hope that i can bring them to all of you um shit sooner than later man just sooner than later because really it's just uh i'm just constantly writing and i constantly think about these tools and uh hopefully hopefully we can all me and my compatriots we can level up and fucking get together and make some fucking magical shit uh on the on the other side no on this side on this side all right you guys uh thank you so much i love you i'm glad to be talking at you towards you with you uh have a great day night whatever part of the 24-hour cycle it is with you uh (laughs) i got all mush mouth now i got all mush mouth because i'm trying to think about this movie and it's still kind of like diarrhea in my brain like it's it's just a lot you know And so I I probably will watch it again. Anyway, thank you all so much. I hope you have a great day and night, uh, whatever part of the 24-hour cycle it is for you when you're listening to this. Glad glad to be with you in your bathroom, in your kitchen, in your car, or just uh, sitting sitting in your living room, staring at the wall. All right, man. Uh, I love you.